We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Across the world, there are people who don't enjoy the gifts that we enjoy in the United States of America. This week, we celebrate our Independence Day. It's not the 4th of July, it's our Independence Day. Independence Day was the day when 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence, and they declared their liberty from the tyranny of England. They had came to the U.S. in order to find religious freedom and a way of life that they chose to develop. And those 56 men did acts of bravery to sign that document. So this Tuesday, as you're popping firecrackers and having a barbecue and hanging out with family, remember it's not the 4th of July, it's the Independence Day. And the Independence Day didn't struggle or did not signify freedom, it signified the struggle for freedom. The war began that day. Men and women laid down their lives so that you and I today could be called Americans. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave? Of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, their conviction brought untold sufferings into their hearts and lives and their families. Five of the six were captured and tortured by the British Army. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another two had sons captured. No less than nine of them died as a result of wounds or hardships directly related to the Revolutionary War. So may we remember today freedom really isn't free. There is a price to pay, and it's been paid down through the ages and down through the centuries. And today we again want to say thank you. To every man and woman who chose to serve in our military down through the years. Would you one more time just show them your appreciation for the price they paid so that you and I could be free today. It's a wonderful gift that's been given to us. Take your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 8. I want to read verses 31 through 36 and I want to talk to you about freedom from a scriptural perspective. Freedom from what Jesus had to say. I want you to understand every one of us are created to be free. You understand that, right? In Genesis chapter 1, when God created Adam, he gave him dominion over the entirety of the planet and every creature on the planet. Adam was created a free man to walk in relationship with the living God. In Genesis chapter 2, God only placed one restriction on Adam, and that was not to eat of the tree that God said, stay away from. That was the only restriction. And that restriction was placed there not to somehow inhibit his life or diminish his capacity, but to give him a greater and a fuller life. And that's what we need to understand about scriptural freedom today, that it really gives us the opportunity to know a loving God, to serve Him to the fullest of our abilities, and see Him great, do great and wonderful things in and through our lives. So look with me to John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. If you don't have your Bible, pull it up on your phone, pull it up on your iPad, on your Android, whatever you have, but turn to John 8, verse 31. Reading from the New King James Version, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, let me pause just a moment. The entirety of John chapter 8 is a discourse and a dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees. So keep that in mind. This tells me that from that group of the Pharisees, there were those who believed some of what Jesus said. 
You remember in John 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. He himself was a Pharisee. He had questions about his teachings, and he had an element of truth and belief at root in his heart. So then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then they answered him, We're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say that we'll be made free? It's amazing to me how short our memories as human beings really can become. We're into the free in the home of the brave, but we need to remember that freedom was purchased with a price. <clears throat> when you look at this story, the Jews who believed some of what Jesus said, the group of the Pharisees, were saying, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage. How can you set us free? Are you kidding me? Do you not understand the history of Israel? Do you not know that bondage was laced throughout their history? Do you understand that this very group of which they are a part, the Pharisees, were actually formed during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah returning to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and restore the law? And when the law was restored in Jerusalem, this the Pharisees rose up in order to protect the law, to safeguard the law. They came out of bondage to become the group they were. Isn't that amazing that they're now saying, we've never been in bondage? It's amazing to me. Amazing. Matter of fact, at the time this was written, they were living under Roman oppression. You can read the history and read the scripture. The Jews were looking for a Messiah that would free them from Roman oppression. They were looking for a king that would set them free. Jesus was saying to them, I am that king, I am that Messiah, yet they weren't accepting the message that he was bringing to deliver. They said, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you'll be made free? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. I want somebody to hear that this morning. I want it to be driven into your heart and into your life. And when you leave this place, I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of the Most High. I'm living in the house of the Lord. The Lord inhabits me. His Spirit leads me, guides me, and directs me. I am a child of God. No more a slave. I'm a child. Aren't you glad we are children of the Most High Father? Aren't you glad we have been adopted into the family of God, grafted into the vine through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? That excites me just a little bit. Doesn't do much for some of you. By the time we're finished... You'll catch up. Amen. That's good stuff. Jesus said, going on in the next verse, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. I want you to hear that again. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Then verse 36, Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I'm glad today I can preach a gospel of liberation. A gospel of freedom. 
I believe that when men and women come to Jesus Christ, He breaks chains. I love that song we sang this morning. If you've got pain, He's the pain taker. If you've got chains, He's the chain breaker. I'm glad I serve a God who is able to deliver, to set free, to turn our lives around, to give us new direction, to help us walk in the paths of righteousness, to please Him because He is the God of freedom and liberty. Amen. Oh, listen to me, friend. You say, I don't want anything to do with the church because the church is too restrictive. No, that's not the church. That's religion. That's the way you were raised. That's what grandma tried to tell you. She said, there's this list of do's and there's list of don'ts. And if you don't do the do's and you, or excuse me, if you do the do's and you don't do the don'ts, we do it the other way though, don't we? Then you're going to be okay. No, that's not what Jesus said. He said, if you know the son, the son, the truth will set you free. That's where liberty comes from. That's why many have turned away from the church because they don't like the fact that it's rules and regulations and restrictions. That's not the gospel. The gospel is a gospel of liberty and freedom to all mankind. The gospel takes us from being slaves who will not dwell in the house forever to being sons who never leave the house of God. I want to be a son. I want to be a child of God. When I read these scriptures, it's amazing to me how often we're just like the Pharisees. And we forget where God has brought us from. You know, if I would have been in that crowd that day, I would have wanted to say to those Jews, what have you been smoking? Don't you know You need to lay off that weed because it's doing things to your memory. What have you been reading? Who revised your history? Because what you're saying isn't true. Listen, sometimes we're the same way. Sometimes we forget where God has brought us from. Oh, come on. If you know that God brought you out of the bondage of pit, if he's brought you out of the miry clay and set your feet on the rock to stay, can you shout hallelujah? God has set us free. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. We need to remember sometimes where he brought us from because when we don't, then we begin looking down our long, holy, pious noses at those who are still in bondage. Can I tell you, God didn't call you or me to convict the world of its sin or condemn the world in its sin. He called you and me to be a light, a witness, full of grace, mercy, and truth, and take a message that they haven't heard and let them receive the same Jesus that you and I received. And sometimes when we get too far away from that point in our memory, we fail to recognize, but for the grace of God, there go I. But for the grace of God, I'm that alcoholic. But for the grace of God, I'm that dope addict. But for the grace of God, I'm sitting in a prison cell. Oh, somebody hear me. It's time to remember where he has brought us from so we can celebrate our freedom. Do you know what Paul said to the Galatians in Galatians 5.1? And if you're not familiar with that book, you should read it because Paul wrote it as a discourse on those who are turning back to religion and away from a living Christ. In Galatians 5.1, he said, for freedom, you have been set free. I love that statement. It's for freedom that you have been set free. It speaks implications and volumes to you and I and the way we live our life on a lasting daily basis. For freedom, Christ has set you free. He told the the Galatians, don't go back to the yoke of bondage. Don't turn back to that thing that didn't serve you in the first place. 
You know the Son. The Son has set you. I'm talking to somebody in this room this morning. You have been where you need to be in Christ. And for some reason, you went back to the routine of religion. You went back to the cloaks and the garments and the drapings of the way it used to be. But God has brought you into this room this morning to say to you, why are you doing that? It's for freedom that you've been set free. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. But come to Christ and follow Him. Let Him lead you and guide you and direct you. Lasting freedom doesn't occur by chance. We need to understand that. Lasting of freedom only occurs as the result of a spiritual foundation tied directly to Jesus Christ. Listen, I can tell you, I know believers around the world, some of them living in oppressed countries, some of them having no liberty whatsoever. But if you they would tell you on the inside, I'm a free man. I'm a free woman. Jesus Christ has redeemed me from the curse and the power of the law. I have been set free from sin. I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son. For you see, true freedom isn't about the country you live in. It's about the Savior you serve. And it's about the foundation that forms your character. You see, the United States is different from many countries in the world because our foundation was built upon biblical principles. It's a country who was destined to succeed because of the foundation, as opposed to, for instance, North Korea or Venezuela or Soviet Russia, on and on we could go, whose foundations are wrong and that will never lead to freedom. But I want you to understand, when we're built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, we can't help but live in freedom. Because if the Son sets you free... You are free indeed. Often we assume that freedom is our right because we're Americans. Because we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But we need to understand freedom is not a license to do what we do. Freedom is not a a permission to live life as we choose to live it. Because any time you walk in freedom free of boundaries... You're actually living in bondage. For those foundations, those boundaries, those moral gates, those restraints are that help us live in freedom. It's not in your notes, but write it down. Freedom is not a license. It is not a license to do what you please, but it's a liberty to do what you want. Freedom is not a license to do what you please, but a liberty to do what you want. The problem with freedom that has no sustaining, no guiding foundation other than personal desires is that at some point that individual's going to crash. How many have ever flown a kite? Anybody? A few of you? All right. And you remember that when you put that kite up in the air, you were holding on to the string and you went running down the sidewalk or through the field or across the beach. And as you ran, the air caught that kite and lifted it into the air, right? And then you would release the string and it would go higher and higher, but you never let go of the string. Anybody ever have a string break on a kite? Yeah, what happens? At some point, it may soar immediately, but at some point, that kite is going to crash and burn. It's going to hit the ground and break into a million pieces. Listen, that's what happens when we walk in a freedom that is not tethered, not anchored to a spiritual foundation who is Jesus Christ. Freedom is not a license to do what you please, but a liberty to do what you ought. We need to understand those principles. 
When we believe freedom is simply doing whatever we feel like doing, whenever we feel like doing it, then we have no anchor holding our life, no morality guiding us, and we become exactly like that kite with a broken string. It's only a matter of time until our life crashes and burns. Real freedom, however, directs it toward, directs us towards the positive potential that God created in each and every one of us. Do you know God didn't create you to be a sinner? He created you to be a saint. A slave, He created you to be a son. It directs us to that potential that God has placed in our life to be who He wants us to be and to be what He has called us to be. And it removes us or keeps us away from that negative possibility that exists in the fallen nature. Think about it this way. In the name of freedom, would I let a two-year-old put his hand on a hot stove? No, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Because we know what's going to happen. So when raising kids, we give them boundaries. Well, at least I hope you do, because if you don't, you're raising a bunch of anarchists, and that's not good for the world either. Kids need boundaries. We need boundaries. We're not going to let them put their hand on the hot stove because we know what's going to happen. That is not liberty. Can you say amen? Well, I want to do it because I can. That is not liberty. It's going to bring pain and destruction and hurt and a visit to the ER to that little toddler. So we don't want them to do it. We put a boundary around them. So we begin to understand that real freedom is based on a foundation of truth. A foundation of truth. Did you realize that the state of New Jersey for, or New Hampshire, pardon me, for years had the expression live free or die on their license plate? You know where that came from? It came from John Stark, who was a general in the Revolutionary War. For years, that was on their license plate. The interesting thing is it was inmates in prison that were stamping those license plates. Interesting, isn't it? See, you and I need to understand that there are times we can think we're living in freedom when in fact we're in the self-imposed prisons we build for ourselves because our lives are not built on the truth and the foundation of God's Word and the promises of Jesus Christ. Jesus said freedom is thing, and that's truth. Real freedom is truth. Guys, if you can tell me where I stand so this mic doesn't cut out, I'll just stay in that one place, all right? Real freedom is truth. And it'll be easier on the camera guys too. That's a great thing. Everybody wins. Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Just as if you break that kite string, it's going to crash. But if you hang on to it, you can let it fly. That's what the truth of God's word does for you and me. You see, friend, it's not about restrictions, but it's about giving us a foundation that allows us to soar and be all that God wants us to be in this life. And if we aren't careful and if we don't recognize that foundation is essential, we'll find ourselves in prisons of our own making. We'll find ourselves bound by chains that we don't want to wear. But if we'll come to the foundation and build our lives on the rock, then we can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is free. He set me free. The foundation of freedom is truth, and Jesus is that truth. What did he say in John chapter 14? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I understand there are people in other religions who object to that statement. So be it. Object. But it's still the truth. 
There is one way to the Father, and that's through the man, Jesus Christ. There are not many doors, there is one door. There are not many roads, there is one world. There are not many truths, there is one truth. Oh, come on, church, get it in your spirit. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. We need to understand truth. In that scripture, Jesus didn't say he found the way, did he? He said, I am the way. In that scripture, Jesus didn't say, I've discovered life. He said, I am the life. In that scripture, he didn't say, I've learned the truth. I've gained the truth. My understanding has been enlightened and now I know. No, he said, I am the truth. And you know what the word I am means, don't you? You know what that title means, right? He is almighty God. He is Elohim. He is the creator of all the universe. Oh, come on. Somebody give praise to the great I am. Who said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In that statement, Jesus is declaring that truth is not a government. Truth is not a religion. Truth is not a program. Truth is not a system. Truth is Jesus Christ. He is the truth. If you have time, you can flip in your Bible to Mark chapter 5. There's two stories there. One about a demoniac on the Sea of Gadarenes. And when Jesus landed on the shores, he came to him and said, why are you troubling me, Jesus of Nazareth? Now the background is, this man had lived in the mountains, the graveyards, the outcasts for years and years. The Bible says no man could tame him. No man could tame him. They'd chain him up, he'd break him off. By some definition, he was free. But by Christ's definition, he was bound. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he says, it's legion, because the demons in him were so many. And Jesus cast them out and set him free. When you read the continuation of that story, then Jesus said, go home, tell all those that you know great things that Christ has done for you. Oh, come on, when Jesus sets you free, you've got a testimony. You've got a word to speak. You've got a story to tell. Somebody should be sharing around you. I've been set free. I know the way. I know the truth. I know the life. And he has changed me from this day forevermore. I've been set free. You can also read in that same passage of Mark chapter 5 that Jesus was on the way to heal a little girl. And he was stopped in that journey by a woman with an issue of blood. Two interesting things about both of these stories. Number one, the demonic couldn't find any help from man. Number two, the woman with the issue of blood had spent every dime she had with every doctor and was not any better. Both of them had came to the end of their ropes physically. There was nothing humanity could do to help them. But the Bible says she pressed in, she touched the robe, the hem of his garment, saying, if I can just touch him, I'll be whole." And Jesus stopped when she did and said, virtue has departed from me. Who touched me? And he said, your faith has made you whole. Listen, friend, when we understand he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, we give up on the answers of man, we seek the living God, and we let God do something new and fresh in our hearts and in our lives. This last week we had a board meeting, and in that board meeting we were talking about the fact that we don't know of anyone who's been in the situation we're in with this church and the debt and the mortgage. I don't have someone that I can turn to, but you know what? 
It tells me the answer will not come from man. The answer will come from the Most High God. And if we'll focus our eyes on Him, He will lead us and guide us and direct us and take us to the right path in the right place at the right time. Because He is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to come to that place where we give up on man and we put our whole hope in Jesus Christ. And it's only when Jesus is the foundation of our life that we truly know freedom, that it really exists within us. Because then and only then can we live in the truth. When Jesus is the foundation of our life. When the Pharisees heard Jesus make this claim, they said, we are Abraham's descendants. We have never been to anyone. How can you say we should be free? Sometimes that's the way we are as well. We say we're Americans, we're not enslaved, we're not in change. But too many times we're not free either. We need to understand the only freedom comes through Jesus Christ. It's not your citizenship on earth, it's your citizenship in heaven that guarantees you freedom in Jesus Christ. Listen to what Jesus said when the Jews made that statement. He said, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. And a slave has no permanent place in the family. And then it's time for a little bit of truth-telling. If you go ahead and read the next passages below it. He said, how can you say that you're free when you're planning to kill the Son of the living God? How can you say that you're free when you reject the Messiah from God? Oh, hear me, friend. You need to understand that every day you reject Jesus is a day you live in bondage. Every day you turn your back on Him is a day you live enslaved. Every day you reject the message of I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes from the Father but by me. You are living enchained. It's time today to break the chains. It's time today to throw off the slave mentality. It's time today to no longer be a slave who only stays in the house for a period of time, but to become a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who is a slave to sin, now has a, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The foundation of freedom, Tom, will you help us please? The foundation for freedom is truth. It's truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. What you're looking for, you'll not discover any other place other than in Jesus Christ. What you're needing in your life, you'll not find anywhere else other than in Jesus Christ. See, that was illustrated in Mark 5 with the demoniac and the gatherings illustrated with the woman with the issue of blood. Their only hope was in the one who said, I am, I am the truth, I am the life. And if the Son shall set you free, you are free indeed. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed across this room. The Spirit of the Lord has been talking to you for some time now about your need to know Him as Lord and Savior. About to allow Him to move you from being a slave to sin to being a son of the Most High God or a daughter of the Most High God. You're in this room this morning, you're saying, that's me. 
I need Jesus to come into my life. I want to build my life on the foundation of truth so that my life can truly be free. That's you. I'm speaking to you this morning. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, across this room, from corner to corner, front to back, up in the risers, if I'm speaking to you today, that's you. Would you simply raise your hand and say, pray for me this morning, Steve. I need Jesus to come into my life, to forgive me, to set me free, and to break the chains of sin in my life. As I wait a moment, that's you. That's you. I need Jesus to come into my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet with me across this room. If you're in the room this morning and you're struggling with a physical issue, you need healing, I invite you to come. We're going to pray for you. If you're still struggling with issues in your home life, relationally, if you need God to touch you and do something for you, liberty in your life, would you just step out and come? As Tom begins to sing this great course, I couldn't wait to to this one this morning. I love it. He's the chain breaker. So if you have a need in your life, as Tom sings, you step out and come this morning because he's the chain breaker. Come right now. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com. 